Welcome to the Business Ethics Lab podcast. Join us as we talk and share tools for next generation's business leaders on how to get business ethics right. We will discuss different business ethics issues, interview business leaders, and straight talk on how to approach ethics issues in the workplace. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Bass, and each week we feature University of Nebraska Omaha College of Business Administration Scholars Academy students. Time to start our business ethics lab. In today's episode, we ask the question, why business ethics? We'll hear from Brad and Eric, who will share insights related to why business ethics is important in today's workplace. Hello, welcome to the first episode of the University of Nebraska at Omaha College of Business Ethics Lab podcast. My name is Eric Tennant, and I'm a junior majoring in finance and management. I'm currently a business development intern at Method Insurance. With me today, I have Brad Stuthman, and we will be covering ethics news that rocks. I'm Brad Stuthman, and just to give a little background for you guys, I'm currently a junior studying accounting at UNO. Currently, I'm an accounting intern at Hancock and Dana. Throughout these episodes of podcasts, you'll learn more about maintaining ethics in the business world and how relevant they are to everyday business decisions that you make. Whether you realize it or not, there are a handful of ethical dilemmas that you will encounter, and the goal of this series is to learn about the factors, opportunities, and pressures that lead to these ethical dilemmas within organizations. Also throughout the series of ethics podcasts, we will also develop an understanding of foundations and processes that encourage and reward ethical decision-making and behaviors. More specifically, in today's episode, be ready to learn about how business ethics shapes a company and why business ethics is important. We hope that you take away the importance of why business managers need to learn how to control and manage ethics properly. We're going to display current events and bring to you real business managers' perspectives on the importance of why business ethics help shape a company's uh, success and sustainability. You will find throughout this podcast how business ethics is not solely based on individuals, but it is more so based on the entirety of a company or organization. Many people today believe that Ethics should be viewed upon from an individual standpoint, but we are here today to show you that that is simply not the case. We hope that you take all of our considerations and think about how you can apply business ethics to your moral compass and hopefully bring some of these topics you learn today into your workplace. One of the biggest debates that continues to be talked about is whether or not ethics can be taught, especially in the business environment. This is something that can be quite interesting once you start digging deeper into it, which we will later in this segment. This topic can seem very abstract, but we'll try to stick to a simple representation with the bad apple and barrel concept so it's easy to grasp. Want to talk about that a little bit, Eric? Yeah, one of the easiest ways to view and understand the importance of business ethics is by using the bad apple and bad barrel model. In this model, an apple is referring to an individual and a barrel is referring to a company or organization. Using this representation, a bad barrel can rot good apples. Having a bad barrel will cause both good and bad apples to rot. This means that an unethical organization can cause ethical people to make unethical decisions. It is not about what the employee's morals are. It is about the organization or barrel's morals. In these organizations, bad apples are encouraged by bad barrels. Also, good barrels are going to deter good apples. This means that good employees are not going to want to stay in an unethical organization. Just by getting rid of bad apples doesn't solve the bad barrel problem. Employees with good character can be unethical. It is important to focus on the ethics of the business rather than the ethics of an individual. According to Laura Trevino in 
Managing Business Ethics on page 17, management can implement multiple ways that change the view of employees, and they can put in different programs and different things in place to help their business ethics. They can put like a business ethics alliance in. They can formalize their training program. They can talk about their ethics regularly during meetings or different just everyday activities. Talk about the different processes that flush out unethical decisions and make it known to all their employees. They can, and that's something that different companies need to take into place because it really comes down to the organization at the end of the day, whether they change their mission statement also, or they could even incorporate things into their code of conducts and anything in that regard. So it really does help working for a company that cares about ethics. And Managing Business Ethics by Laura Trevino, she mentioned that Individuals really do care about ethics, and it helps with employee attraction, the commitment, the retention, the employee morale, and engagement as well. Having proper ethics training and code of conduct really does go the long way and helps uh, employees want to stay and be a part of the successful organization. And on page 15 of the Managing Business Ethics book, adults develop their moral judgment into their 30s and Having continual learning and training of ethics really helps uh, them establish a good, strong moral compass. I think that's something really to take into strong consideration because, I mean, it's expensive to hire new employees. And if they're going to want to stay, be more engaged, that's something that really showing of why business ethics is really important. And I think one of the most important parts about that is the managers in ethics. Managers, I think, are the most important part about keeping these ethics because, like Eric said, they're... These employees are developing their moral judgment in their 30s, and if the managers are managing the younger employees who are in their 20s or early 30s, so they're the ones that are going to be influenced by their managers who are seen as role models. And I found this interesting case study a while back that I read. According to Craig Smith, Sally Simpson, and Kwong Hu in their Cambridge University study in 2015, and it was kind of talking about the differences between whether a manager's influence ethical decisions or whether laws influence that ethical decision. So that's saying it's internally where the businesses, how they handle the situation, is how that's going to affect the ethical decision-making in the organization. It's not necessarily the legal laws through the state or the federal government, because that's more of a by-factor. That's just their punishment then. They're not thinking about that when they're making that. They're worried about how their managers are going to deal with that situation. And if their managers are the bad role model, they're continuing to make those decisions. And that brings to the point where the bad barrel is the problem. Yeah, it kind of leads into a chain effect where the upper level management kind of sets the example. And if the example is not so great and they're leading their employees down a, a bad path and down an unethical road, then we will see uh, regular employees start to uh, cut down their performance and not do so great which eventually gets down to consumers. A new research from Mentel in 2015 revealed that 56% of U.S. consumers stop buying from companies they believe are unethical. That's 56%. People are choosing other companies just because they are unethical. This goes to show how, how much business ethics really shapes the economy from the perspective of not only the consumer but also the business owner. Just to kind of wrap up this segment, kind of just talked about, you know, that it's at the organizational level. It's not at the personal or employee level. And all these things can be changed in an organization. It's all dynamic. You can put different programs into place like an ethics committee, formalized training program, all that different things. 
in different, you do different actions, put things in code of conduct, talk about it, multiple different things I spoke on earlier. And employees really do care about these things that are in an organization. You're going to keep the best employees. You're going to do the best things that you can for the company if they have ethics in place. And a lot of it boils down to the managers and how, how they really take hold of these ethics. And it's something that really they need to take to heart and keep in their organization if they want to have the best organization possible. Because like Eric mentioned, the you can have a chain effect all the way down to the consumers, not necessarily just at the business level. It can trickle down to society. And that's something that I think the biggest takeaway is, is that business ethics needs to be looked at. Yeah, business ethics really matters, and it it goes further than just employees and within the organization. Having a corrupt business culture can affect customers' lives in many many more ways than you think. Take, for example, the current opioid crisis, uh, which was fueled by one of many drug makers, including Johnson & Johnson. Um, They have over 2,600 lawsuits pending caused by deceptive marketing on painkillers. To shed some light on the opioid crisis, it has caused over 400,000 deaths, from 1999 to 2017. Coming from an unethical standpoint uh, from the companies to do this to their customers, it kind of goes back to the bad barrel reference we were mentioning earlier and how the people in the organization are keeping that going because they are a part of a bad barrel. And those who might want to try to change something might have to leave because their word is not being heard. I think this is something interesting to look on. This is a great example of how you can see it in the real world. I mean, whether it's this Johnson & Johnson lawsuits or it's Zantec pulling off their products from the shelves for having their products being linked to cancer, that's something where they have to think about, are we making the right ethical decision? Are we doing the right things for the community and the public? And just to kind of wrap that up, I mean, the opioid crisis has been going on for years and years, and it shows that the bad barrel is the problem because management knew had to have known this was going on for that long. And by using those different unethical marketing techniques, um, they let it go for so long, and it just addresses, like we spoke on earlier, why the managers and management have such an important role of deciding whether um, ethics are going to be taken into consideration and that just speaks worlds about why it's important to take business ethics um, into consideration. To touch on deceptive marketing, uh, in this next segment, we have a special guest, Dale Easley, who is a local Insulube owner. And he's going to share how he tries to avoid deceptive marketing and how he tries to keep an ethical culture within his business. I'm here today with Dale Easley. How are you doing today? Hey, great. Thanks for having me, Eric. Good. I just have a few questions. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about your time as an Insulube owner and how you got into the industry? Um, I owned the business starting in the 1st of September 2019, so I'm a pretty recent business owner. Great. Uh, as an owner, have you uh, seen any importance of having any uh, an ethic, ethical business model for your employees to base decisions on? Absolutely. We're rolling out a set of core values for the shop so that we can um, help people understand what they need to do when they're at work. Um, These values include respect, customer service, friendliness, safety. And with those standards, our employees kind of know what's expected. And when we see them kind of falling short of those, we can say, hey, that doesn't really live up to our values. We want to make a correction here. And that works way better than just nagging people and say, I don't like what you did. 
without any further explanation. I think ethics is really important. We just fired our best oil tech uh, a week ago because he wasn't um, working within those values. And we said, as much as we value your skill, we think we can do better if we have a team of people who are in agreement with our goals. Going off what you said, how do you plan to maintain this positive ethical culture? Yeah, well, it kind of plays out of what I just said. We're, we have values. We, we teach them. We are including them in our um, performance reviews. So this oil shop is a really old shop, and it never used any management tools whatsoever. Um, there wasn't a computer in the building. And so we're, we're rolling out all the technology, but we're also rolling out basic management practices. One of them will be periodic employee reviews where we evaluate them not only on their skills, but on their adherence to the values of the shop. Nice. How do you hire and incentivize great employees? Well, um, that's the biggest challenge for the business uh, because the type of work we do is not always appealing to, let's say, college students. And so we get a lot of people with GEDs, second opportunity employees who've um, had stints in correctional facilities. And so we go through a number of employees. We hire, we bring them on, and we see if they can fit. And every once in a while we get lucky and we can keep them at the wages that we pay. Um, In other cases, I do get some college students and my goal is to build some of their skills working with customers and working with cars and then send them on their way. We can't expect people to, nor would I want a student in college to stay an oil lube tech for very long. Um, however, there are other people who that kind of does match their skill set. They get a chance to work a lot of overtime, which gets their pay bump considerably. Um, and so b- besides trying to pay them well, I think we just take time interviewing them and we say, do you see those values on the wall? This is how we run here. We want a shop where everyone looks forward to seeing each other when we come to work. And if that's not the case, if you feel that way, don't come to work. And if we feel you make us feel that way, don't come to work. Great. Well, thank you for your time. You're welcome, Eric. Take care. I would just like to personally thank Dale for coming and talking to Eric. I thought I hope you guys take something away from him and kind of take into consideration what he has said. Um, we hope that you kind of took away from this podcast. Managers are a big influence in this role. They're showing the other young employees what is right. And just to see how it is for the sustainability and future of businesses And it's not just based on the individuals, but based on everyone. You know, you can put different things into place. And we hope that how you can apply this to your different situation at work, whether you're part of a good organization or not, we want you to take that to work. Thanks for listening to the first ever Business Ethics Lab podcast. Once again, this podcast was brought to you by myself, Eric Tenna, and Bradley Stuthman. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Be ready for the next episode coming in a few weeks to learn more about how to build an ethical culture presented to you by Karina, Marina, and Fabiola. They will have some key takeaways about the topic, and hopefully you can take some of these points and implement them to your workplace. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and give us a rating and review and subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.